Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tavin Dillard. I live in Chancellor Park. I mow lawns, mowing, edging, grass cutting legend. I sure am glad to join me here on this podcast. I want to let you know what's going on in my neck of the woods. Now, I started out years ago on the YouTubes and then the TikToks and the Instagrams now and the whatnots. I got the websites, the tavendiller.com, but right now, I want to clue you into what's happening in my neck of the woods on the Tavin Dillard podcast. You here? I'm here. I'm glad you joined me. Now I'm going to send it over to myself. This is like the pre-introduction, but let's get on to the real show today. I'm glad you joined me here. Bink, bink. Hey, y'all guys. I'm Tavin Dillard. It's a new episode of the Tavin Dillard podcast. How y'all guys doing today? Me, I'm pretty good. We end episode eight now. And I mean, if you look at the math of typical podcast season for yours truly uh to tab and dillard um we about the halfway point a little over now if you look at it that way because we have 15 episodes so uh this is episode eight and there's a lot lot to talk about today kind of a flashback you know like when you have a bad experience and then you have to remember about that experience and kind of think through it again well i feel like you know uh that's kind of what happened to me this week i'll tell you about it in a little bit but First of all, I mean, it's the August. If you listen to this on the day it come out, uh, the, the calendar day has turned to the, the merry month of August. And boy, I hope your summer has been going good. Your watermelon helmets, maybe you got the chin strap on yours. You got the water nearby. Uh, speaking of water nearby and some camp out, I did a little camping this past week. I know, and that's what I want to talk to y'all about. Of course, we had a softball game, too, so we got back for that. But, boy, you, you get back from camping, and then you got to go play a softball game, you can be a little tarred. But, hey, I ain't your problem. You know, you just here joining me today. I appreciate it. We'll get to the show notes here. We'll just start off with that today. If you want to check him out, there's going to be some things you can find. Now, we got... All kind of shirts these days. Yeah, I got the Rachel Christine shirt, Thunder Punch, uh, uh, Coach Hicks box of Thunder Punch. Yeah, I got the tank top you can use to work out in, or we got the regular shirt, got them sleeves on it too for them cold nighttime workouts. I don't know. Or maybe you're just wearing it to the rodeo. You know, that's your choice. Uh, we got the Watermelon Helm shirt, shirt, didn't wear it, Cannonball Champ at the City Poo. Uh, got Pico Boone in a couple colors now. Got the Tavin Dillard, uh, you know, Tavin's Lawn Care Services, mowing, edging, grass cutting, legend shirt. Um, and you know what? Uh, team Burger Shed 20 out 23 team roster shirt. And then all kind of other ones. I, I guess I don't need to read the list to you. You know, it's like you go to, uh, you know, some restaurant with your granny and she want to read down the menu with you like you don't know how to read. So anyhow, that link's in the show notes. And then uh, Tavin's Bacon Bag. Uh, you see that there, and then you also see the link for personal video greetings, which I do for folks. And then you can text me, 501-322-6249. And if you got a business inquiry or you just want to holler at me, tabandillard at gmail.com. That'll all be in the show notes because you on a walk right now or you on a run or you building a birdhouse in your yard and you listen to this, you ain't got hands free to write down. You ain't got your pen and pad and your Rolodex nearby where you can just write down Oh, hey, this is his phone number and his email address or whatever. So that's how you can do it. Just check them show notes uh, at your convenience. Welcome, y'all. I sure am glad you're here today. Now, 
I ain't saying this is the best choice of my life or the easiest choice of my life. In fact, it wasn't neither of them this week. Not the best choice, not the easiest choice, but I helped out my buddy Russell Tucker. You know, we growed up together. Russell got a little sister, Mary Beth Tucker. She worked at the concession stand. I mean, basically volunteer. You make a little dollar down there, but her big job is she worked at the veterinary because she went to school for horses, and she dating Myron Curtis, but Russell's buddy of mine, um, he's a, her older brother, and he basically liked to coach of our softball team. And I don't know if you remember back speaking of coach. In the winter, me and him, he coached, I assistant coached a T-ball team. His younger boy, Jesse, is on that team. Uh, Hunter Farnhart, that's Rance's nephew, is on that team. B.W. Childress, that's Brody and Brandy Lynn's little boy. He wears cleats everywhere he goes, even when he's not playing T-ball. Because, you know, they say cleats last longer kind of thing. So he was on that team. Uh, Will Dilroy, that's Candy Dilroy's little brother. He lives in Chancellor Park, my trailer park, too. He was on that team. Uh, Champ Tharp, he was on that team. His folks run Lady in the Trampoline. Well, who cares, Tavin? Why are you talking about the winter T-ball team? Well, Russell Tucker led a wilderness pack on a camp out, and that's them little tykes, them little boys that are, you know, like to be adventurers or whatever. And basically, all them boys I just named, they was the boys that was on this wilderness pack camp out. And I told Russell, yeah, I'll go and help you with them kiddos. You know, I didn't do a lot of camping growing up. I went to one with my uncle once on camp out, and my brother Brett was there, and I felt like we set up camp downstream from a deer toilet. Oh, stunk to high heaven. So I don't know how you figure all that stuff out, but Russell was kind of leading the way. And, you know, it takes us about an hour and a half to get where we want to go. And then another, I don't know, 45 minutes or something to find our little camp spot. Then we start setting up camp. Well, you setting up camp with a bunch of five, six-year-olds running around, uh, they ain't too helpful. I just put it to you like that. I mean, they don't mind holding a mallet, you know, but they try swinging at their buddy. It's like, no, get that little tent peg in the ground kind of thing. Come on, kiddos. So we was getting that ready. Well, we get camp set up, you know, that's still daylight and everything. And uh, I don't remember who it was. Champ Tharp, you know, he loved to jump. And I don't know if that's because, you know, his folks are in the trampoline business. But, I mean, that boy's always jumping all over the place. And that's basically what you do on a trampoline, if you think about it. I mean, if you ain't jumping on a trampoline, you just try not to fall off it. You know, you're trying to keep your legs steady while somebody's going, uh, you know, bananas on that thing. And you say, ho, ho, hold on, let me get off or let me sit down here. I ain't trying to do no flip right now. Uh, and that's the, that's the problem you run into when you get, you know, when somebody else is uh, on the trampoline with you, when it's like a, a group jump or whatever, which uh, that, that leads to all kind of hijinks and injuries, the way I see it. But it wasn't champ. It's was actually, trying, I, I think it might have been, uh, it wasn't B.W. because he wasn't there when it happened. It might have been Jesse. It might have been Russell's boy. You know, here's what happened. We get the tent set up, and then up in a, a, like a tree or whatever, somebody sees beehive. Uh, and, you know, them little kids like, look, it's a beehive, and they buzzing around it. Well, don't throw anything at it, you know, Russell says. And then the kids, you know, kind of think, well, now now you gave me an idea. Now, they didn't need Russell to give them the idea. I mean, you want to make, you, when you see something like that as a little kid, you want to make it, you want to, uh, you want your worlds to intersect. You want them to know you here. I don't know why. 
and uh, then then all of a sudden a rock or two gets picked up and somebody's like you do it and i do it and you know these little kids play t-ball so they don't know how to throw they don't know how to throw accurately they don't know how to throw straight but they can just wing something up into a tree and see what happened well uh will dilroy he ended up grabbing a rock too and he's the one who hit it it seemed like pretty square on and dim bees didn't like that uh thankfully the camp was set up and we could zip up our tents and just haul tail out of there and we just ran toward the lake all of us you know and i i, I will say i had the, the the thought to say i can't be in the front of this pack you know i ain't gonna be here like the assistant pack leader and leave these kids in the dust i mean it, it occurred to me because i didn't start that fight and you know there's the, what we call natural consequence you know you uh you play with fire you get burnt kind of thing you play with a beehive you get stung kind of thing but i i, I sent those boys on ahead you know and so me and russell kind of rounded up the the pack uh, the back of the pack and uh them bees got tarred or whatever or maybe you know he didn't like destroy their beehive you know will with that little rock he throwed and maybe they just went back or maybe they planning like an attack later i don't know you know i ain't in the mind of a bee they got little tiny heads and little tiny wings but they got a stinger that's big enough to let you know hey guess who's here you know i'm here says the bee so we got down to the lake it's like well we was gonna get down here anyway we just got down here a little faster and the boys jumped in the water a few of them just drove up there in their swimsuits because you know that's what they they thinking well i'm going camping i'm gonna be swimming all week so and by all week i mean it was a two-day camp out but sleeping two days camping that's like seven normal days it's like the dog years of time so i mean we was there two nights but but it, if it didn't feel like a week it felt like two you know like that away so we get down to that lake champ tharp jump in the water no surprise uh he loved to jump he do a little cannonball he's swimming around you don't know exactly what's in that lake but this is a camping area and the lake's there to swim in so folks note it for years that folks swim in this water uh is there snapping turtles maybe is there snakes for sure uh but you know something you swim in it's just how it go and then B.W., he got in that lake and, you know, he got his cleats on because, you know, they last longer and he didn't think to keep them off or nothing like that. He didn't kick them off. He'd get in that water and it's shallow, you know, where he at. He, he may be up to his shoulders. Um, and so, you could, you know, he ain't like where he can't swim and he do know how to swim. But I don't recommend anybody swimming in cleats because uh, you ain't, you know, cleats is for like, for like getting a grip on things like if you're on a softball field or the soccer field or a kind of sport thing so you can get in with that thing well you ain't trying to dig the bottom of the lake like kind of keep your traction because uh, you floating in water you know that's that's how swim if i mean i probably don't have to explain to you how swimming or water works and i hope i don't have to explain to you because i don't know how to explain it but I will tell you that he was in the water with cleats. Now, I get it, you know, uh, Brody and Brandy Land say, well, them cleats last longer. I know they do, but I don't know that putting them in a lake and having them swim in them makes them last longer. Well, sure enough, uh, he get them cleats caught in like a tree branch. I don't know if it's like a, you know, like a little triangle shape and that cleats caught kind of thing. Now, he ain't going under or nothing, but he just stuck. So it's a little bit of a circus. And Russell's like, what's going on? He goes, I can't. He something got me. Something got me. And so... We go over there and Jesse uh, swim over there. That's Russell's little boy. And he swim under. 
but it's a lake. It ain't like if you got goggles on you in the ocean, you can see a pretty fish. It's like you got goggles on, it's still muddy and all the dirt got kicked up. And so, uh, but Jesse got under there and he grabbed his foot and then he came back up because you can't stay down there too long because we ain't fish, like we ain't got gills, like we ain't designed to breed underwater. You need some sort of apparatus or you got to just be able to hold your breath. And then uh, that's what Jesse did for a little bit. But then all of a sudden he come up, he goes, he goes, it's caught in a branch. And, you know, so he, he was helpful. You know, he told it's caught in a branch. We got to get that thing loose. Well, uh, Champ Tharp's like, I think I can, I can get it with this, with this little piece of wood. It looked like a piece of, like something that you'd buy at the lumber yard. It wasn't something straight from a tree. Like it was a, I don't know, a one by four, it broke in half uh, kind of thing. And he had a piece of it and he, he going to swim under there and try to wedge it. Well, he ain't even seen how this foot's caught in there. So he go under and then Champ Tharp, you think, uh, Jesse, couldn't hold his breath for too long. Well, Champ was uh, work. He didn't have a category for how to hold your breath underwater. So he came right back up. He had water coming out of his nose, and he's coughing and choking. And Russell's like, "Hold on here." So Russell go over there. Russell taller than me. He well over six feet tall. And uh, he just reached under there like this way, you know, like you reaching under and, you know, it's just a couple feet down. Like his arm can reach where uh, little BW's footed cleat is, or I guess it's a cleated foot. Uh, both of his feet, but only one of them was caught in a tree branch. So he, he going down there like this away, and the kids are all crowded around. You know when something like this is going on, boy, it's a big deal. You know these kids are going to tell their parents like a big adventure, like an amazing thing. Like, boy, uh, B.W. almost died in the lake kind of thing. Well, so they all crowded around like, Whoo, help him out kind of thing. You Don't don't worry, B.W. You know, they got Will Delroy trying to, trying to coach him on, uh, you know, just staying calm. And B.W., I don't know that he was real too scared, but he sure was tired of being stuck. So Russell reached down there and he just kind of, he break that branch. So now what was like this, like a triangle around his foot, it's broke like you broke off one of the sides of the triangle kind of thing. And his foot was free. So a little bit of a circus there, but BW was done. They did some swimming. Didn't didn't take long. Will long. Uh, little Will Dilroy. That's Candy's brother. That's Candy's little brother. He caught a snake, which didn't surprise nobody. You know, Candy she catches all kind of wild animals. She caught an adult crow. She caught a feral cat at the Fourth of July parade. Named him Jasper. Put on a little red, white, and blue top hat on him, um, and he ended up going somewhere. And then now Candy she's raising like a litter of kittens. You know, one of them kitty cats ended up in the back of Meemaw's '91 Buick Regal on her trip to Gatlinburg. You know, here recently. And so anyhow, Will Delroy got a snake. And Russ was like, you need to get that snake away from us. Take it as far from camp as you can and then come on back. Don't go in the water. So Will like went ways away and came back with no snake. So we think we okay. And then we had to, you know, do all the other things you got to do. You know, like you get cleaned up, you get all the kids out and make sure BW's got both his cleats when he gets out at the lake. And then we all headed back to the camp. You know, we had supper there, you know, basic supper kind of thing, and then s'mores. You know, because you don't have a camp out. You don't go out with a bunch of kiddos and tykes and little guys and wilderness pack in the camp. Truth, you don't tell, truth be told, you don't go out with a bunch of adults and don't do s'mores. You got to do them s'mores. And I, I anticipate them. I'd steady been looking forward to s'mores because Meemaw, you know, about a month or so ago, she had a baby doll camp out in her, her front room of her trailer. And she did s'mores for her baby dolls, which is a nightmare, is a mess. You know, baby dolls ain't got a digestive system, but Meemaw played a whole part. Uh, and, you know, I, I know who's eating all them s'mores. 
just like at Mimo Snicker Bars parties. But anyways, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm just saying I didn't get none of them s'mores at Mimo's Baby Doll Camp. I wasn't really invited, and I ain't mad about that. I'm just saying I was ready for some s'mores. And so we made that, and day is a mess. Day is a mess, and but it's kind of worth it, you know. You got you got some water to wash your hands off with, but but boy, that graham cracker, and then them, they got the big old marshmallows now. You know about that, like the size of a softball almost, and then the chocolate, and then you put that in there, and you roast the marshmallow over the fire. Well, Champ Tharp got into that marshmallow bag, and I'm telling you, you think it's how big it is. I mean, it's the size of them little kiddos' fists. And he, he put the whole thing in. He hadn't, he hadn't roasted it. He didn't have no s'mores. He wasn't taking one bite. And it's like, buddy, are we going to, have to do the highlight on this little fella? Because he got that thing in his mouth. The good news is it wasn't, it wasn't even making it past his mouth. It couldn't get to his throat. I had to reach in there, and I pulled that whole thing out. I was like, champ, you got to take bites. Okay, you got to take bites. And he goes, well, now I know. And he bit it in half, and he put it on a stick, and he roasted a half of it, and it caught it on fire. And then he started running around the thing, uh, chasing folks with a with a fiery marshmallow. We're like, champ, that ain't how you do it. You know, it's like whack-a-mole out there. One kid gets up, one kid sits down, one kid wants to show you what they're doing, one kid drops his marshmallow on the ground, he tries to pick it up, pick the dirt and the sticks off of it, and you're like, hold on, everybody. So I'm telling you, two nights of that, y'all guys, and we pooped. But we, we had a camp out. The kids had a good time. Nobody got hurt. Uh, VW's cleats was dried out by the time we got back. And then Russell and I had to get to a softball game. And we running on very little sleep. Very little sleep. And, you know, Team Burger Shed, we've been doing pretty good with the 7-4-1, and one, you know, record. Are we 7-4-2 now? Yeah, we seven four and two, so we had that to get into, and we were playing the city workers. You know, P.J. McGee, he cut the lawns for the city fields. You know, he lawn mowing man too, but he worked for the city, and I worked for the man. You know, I worked for the citizens. But anyhow, uh, P.J. he's the one. You remember uh, uh, sometime back, I I seen him in the middle of the day down at the city fields. You know, just taking a break. And uh, he had a bologna sandwich. You know, he brought his lunch. Yeah, so he's sitting out there in a picnic table, and he just ate. And I was like, hey, B.W. Or not B.W. That boy, I'm, I got Brody Brandy Childress's kid on the mind. I said, hey, P.J. P.J. McGee, you know, he's the one. He had this, He doubled up on the bologna and the cheese and the white bread. He had mayonnaise on it is what he had. And as something soured his guts. Like, we was out there just talking, you know, shooting the breeze. I was on a little lunch break and then passing through the park. And he said, I got to get to the park bathroom. I was like, okay, PJ, you know, and you figure, okay, I'll see him probably in, you know, four minutes tops. But I mean, I was out there uh, working on a Dr. Pepper. I had, I had a sack lunch from the burger shed. So that's what I was eating. And I mean, 20 minutes later, I'm thinking, uh, PJ never came out. You know, the rest of his lunch is still sitting here. Something going on. You know, I got to get in there. Well, I went down, I, down there and I, and he, there's PJ McGee with his face pressed against that concrete floor in that park bathroom underneath the urinal, them stainless steel urinals. And I said, PJ, and nothing. And I'm thinking, did PJ die in the park bathroom? And I said, PJ, nothing. 
and then I just did first and last. PJ McGee, like out of the way, and that kind of echo in that park bathroom, and he, his eyes open. I'm like, what in the world happened to you? He goes, I'm just so tired, Tavin. Uh, I, I don't feel good at all. And I was like, you can't be feeling good if you have your cheek pressed against the concrete floor of a park bathroom underneath the stainless steel urinal. He goes, it's so cool down here, though. It's so much cooler down here, Tavin. And I was like, oh, buddy. Boy, this ain't good. You're going to have to get home and get some sleeps because uh, if it's tearing you up this bad and this is this is the best alternative you could find, we got problems. And I don't know if the bologna was spoilt or the cheese or the, the mayonnaise. I never got to the bottom of it, but I know that PJ eventually got up and he got out of there. Well, we was playing the city workers tonight and PJ was in full form. Like he wasn't sick or all, nothing like that. And we, we came to play. They came to play. Millie Ricks was in the stands, and and Cricket got was there. And Mary Beth Tucker was like, "Hey, I got an idea." And Mary Beth Tucker always got ideas when it comes to concession stands. She goes, uh, "Cricket, could you get in there and just uh, sell the skittles in the stands tonight? You know, like souvenirs here. Uh, get your skittles, kind of thing." So so Cricket did that, and Cricket's a good salesperson. You know, people were buying the skittles left and right. Millie Ricks, she brought a squirrel to the softball game. Now she barely ever come to adult softball league games, but she showed up and she showed up with a squirrel and I it, it didn't really surprise me. Millie Ricks, she's like the Dilroy kids. She can catch the wildlife like nobody's business and she brought herself a squirrel. Well, she ended up buying a bag of Skittles and she'd feed that squirrel Skittle and it, it put it in his cheek and then it'd munch on it a little bit. And for long, the Skittles was sold out and we had a game to play, so I'm hearing, I'm kind of seeing some of this, and then I hear about it from Cricket after, like, Millie Ricks fed a bag of Skittles to a squirrel, and I was like, the whole bag? She goes, well, no, Millie was eating some, too. I didn't get the, I didn't get a full count, but I know that that squirrel was eating Skittles, and I was like, well, maybe that's why it was so well-behaved, you know, like, it'll calm down, you give it some Skittles or whatever, and I don't know if it's going to stay calm, because that sugar got to do something to you, I know, it does something to them t-ball kids. But anyways, it's good to be back on the softball field. You know, being with them kids on the wilderness pack camp out, having flashbacks of trying to coach them at the T-ball, and then now being on my own T-ball field with my team, Team Burger Shed, and playing with the big boys, I was ready to be back. You know, and the city workers, they came to play tonight too. And we, we scored a bunch of runs. I mean, it was all-star night for Rusty Tidwell and Rance Farnhart. They was hitting them left and right. Doubles, dingers, scoring all the time. I was five for five. I got five singles. Stole three bases. I mean, I, we, we were bringing the lumber, as they say. It was, it was a big night. Now, you, you wouldn't say much for the pitching, but, I mean, we would score. And then the city workers would score. Then Team Burger Shed would score. And we back and forth like a ping-pong match. Only thing it wasn't ping-pong it was adult softball. By the end of the game, 21 to 18, Team Burger Shed won. Yeah, it wasn't the pitching that got us through tonight, but I mean, we were hitting them left and right. And PJ, boy, whatever he had in his sandwich today, buddy, it wasn't spoilt because he was, he was hitting them too. I had a good game, but hey, somebody got to lose these games unless you tie, which has happened twice. So now we ate. Four and two, and Team Burger Shed. I mean, we feeling pretty good. Like we had a rocky patch, and ain't that life? I mean, you get them rocky patches, but then things, uh, you know, the clouds clear kind of thing, like out of way. And so, boy, now, now what I'm thinking about is catching up on my sleep. I mean, it was, it was, it was two days 
but it was camping days. So that, that's, you know, that could have been upwards of 11 days of, of camping sleep that I didn't get. So I got to do that next. And I'm excited about hitting that pillar and getting a little, getting a little rest. But Team Burger Shed, we did it. And me and Russell, we feel like we accomplished a lot. We took a wilderness pack out, survived a beehive uh, that attacked us, uh, didn't get any kids hurt. Uh, we got to eat s'mores, most of us. Uh, nobody choked on a oversized marshmallow. And boy, the summer's still cranking. The summer is still cranking. A lot to look forward to and a lot to be thankful for. And I'm glad y'all joined me today on the Tab and Dillard podcast. I'll tell you that right now. It's a hoot of a time. I hope you're having a hoot of a summer. Please let me know how you're doing. Shoot me a text today, 501-322-6249. I'll try to get back to you pretty quick. You can email me if you need to. I'll see you on the, on the social medias. Check me out on the interwebs, the Instagrams, the TikToks, the whatnots. You know, I'm on there, and the YouTubes, the Facebooks. I appreciate y'all staying in touch there. And I try to get on there with the comments and, and reply. Uh, but right now, we're wrapping up this episode of the Tavern Dillard Podcast. Season 7, Episode 8. And isn't that funny? We're in the 8th month of the year now. Welcome to August. Bing, bing. And hey, if you ain't got your lake cleats caught in a fall tree in a lake this week, you having a pretty good week. Me, I'm Tavin Dillard. This is the Tavin Dillard Podcast. Till next time, y'all guys. We'll see you later.